Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. It is such a beautiful day today so I hope you guys can get outside and enjoy it a little bit. Um, Or you know if you don't like going outside that's fine enjoy it from inside looking through the windows maybe. (laughs) Um, But yeah it's like starting to get nice here so it's kind of really nice to see um, the nice weather and be able to go outside a little bit. so if you remember from last year may is mental health awareness month and last year i did a little mini series and i will be doing the same thing again this year so um, for each episode through the month of may i will be talking about something relating to mental health um, just to continue to bring awareness to mental health and mental illness and kind of spread the word and kind of maybe help encourage other people to go and educate themselves and then have those open and honest conversations with friends and family and things like that. Um, This week we will be talking about mental health literacy. Um, So I'm kind of just going to start with like what is mental health and give you a little bit of a definition. So mental health literacy was a term introduced in 1997 by the research paper Jorm et al. Um, And they defined mental health literacy as knowledge and beliefs about mental health disorders which aid their recognition, management, or prevention. Essentially what they're saying is that mental health literacy is what you know and what you believe about mental health and mental illness and everything that kind of is involved in mental health and how those things how you like what you know and what you believe about those things shape how well you can recognize um, manage and treat and even possibly prevent mental illness in yourself and in others um which I want to point out is like they don't just talk about knowledge they talk about beliefs and um, I think a lot of times it's like oh you know you just need to learn about this well what a lot of people don't understand is that people have a lot of like preconceived beliefs that already really shape how they um, kind of interact with mental health Um, and this can be applied to literally pretty much anything. What you believe about something is going to shape how you interact with it, how you behave around it, and um, what you do to, in this case, prevent or take care of yourself um, when mental health issues do occur. Um, And so your beliefs is a really big um, factor in it. If you kind of have negative beliefs around it and think oh it's not something it should be talked about it's something that um is gonna make me seem really weak and not useful then you're gonna really struggle with um being able to take care of yourself or take care of other people 
um, because you're not going to be seeking out the help that you need to be able to get better, right? So your beliefs are a really, really big factor in that. Um, Along with this research paper where they defined mental health literacy, they also listed uh, multiple components that kind of go into mental health literacy. And I just want to talk about those. So the first one was your ability to recognize specific disorders and different types of psychological distress. And this makes a lot of sense. You know, you have to learn how to differentiate between all the different mental illnesses that exist in our world. Uh, Maybe not all of them, but kind of the categories there are because, you know, if you can't differentiate, if you can't tell some sort of difference, you might just think like, oh, every single person around me who is mentally unwell, well, maybe they just have all depression. They all have depression, so I'm going to diagnose you all with depression. When you might have a friend with depression, you might have a coworker with anxiety, you might have a family member with PTSD, and so forth. So there's a lot of um, different, you know, mental illnesses and being able to recognize kind of maybe, maybe more the major ones and recognize what is the difference between those is really important being able to recognize that was one of the three parts of their definition is being able to recognize um, the mental illness Um, the second component is knowledge and beliefs about risk factors and causes Um, and obviously this is also really important like being able to recognize okay this person has multiple risk factors for um, anxiety and you know maybe that's gonna help you be a little more proactive you know they have a lot more risk factors compared to the average person so you need to be more proactive about it maybe seek out proactive supports um, be a support yourself to kind of check in with the person um, before they may even um, actually develop anxiety or before anxiety gets um, worse into a place that makes it debilitating for their life. So being able to know and understand the risk factors and the causes of different mental illnesses can help you um, be a lot more proactive and potentially prevent a mental illness in either yourself and other people. Um, and again your beliefs go into that as well because obviously with mental illness we can't know every single risk factor and cause because there are a lot and you know it can be little things it can be big things that can result in a mental illness and so sometimes you have to kind of trust your gut right you have to be like okay i believe that this person is maybe in a situation that could lead to that um, or something like that Um, but also if you have negative beliefs again if you think oh well like it's all environmental and you have to grow up in an abusive home be an abusive relationship or something like that that's the only way that you can get a mental illness then you're gonna be blind to a lot of the things that people go through that do result in mental illness and you're not going to be able to be there to help them and be that support that they may need. Um, 
A third component they list is knowledge and beliefs about self-help interventions. And I really love this because I think it's so important to remember that, you know, being able to know how to help yourself, um, recognize when you need help and take action to actually start doing that is super, super important. So being able to know how you can help yourself and then also having that positive belief that, okay, maybe I am mentally unwell and I am struggling and that's okay. Um, I just need to take the action to better myself, right? Because if you don't think positively about um, helping yourself in these situations or getting help in general, you're not going to take action. You're kind of just going to try and push it to the back of your mind, pretend it's not there, and go about your life as you normally do. And when you had done that before, (laughs) you developed a mental illness. And so you're not actually going to help yourself. You're going to possibly make it worse, and it's not going to get better, and it's going to make things really hard for you. Um, So kind of learning about and understanding how can I help myself and then being positive about that it's okay that I've been struggling how can I help myself how can I make myself better and actually start doing that so I can be better um this kind of goes into the fourth component they have which is knowledge and beliefs about professional help available it's so so important to recognize when there's only so much you can do and you can't help yourself beyond a certain point anymore and you may need to seek out professional help you may need to see a therapist or um, a doctor or someone who is educated in a way that you aren't and can help you and be kind of that third party that outside point of view um and just really provide that additional support that you may need um and it's again it's okay i i think that everyone should be in therapy i think it's so beneficial in every aspect of people's lives and just being able to have a conversation with someone about the things that are going on in your life and um maybe learning how to handle those things better you don't know how to approach a situation or something like that maybe you're worried about entering a new stage in your life or something and just being able to have those conversations with people i think it's so healthy and so beneficial and so my belief is that everyone should be in therapy uh, but I know that a lot of people look negatively at that kind of stuff and so um, just educating yourself and being more open-minded around it uh, maybe pushing yourself to be like okay like why do I actually feel so negatively towards um, seeking out help um, like you know maybe actually just analyzing your feelings and understanding why you feel that way because a lot of times what you realize is that it's just the stigma around something and that's how you grew up and so like changing your beliefs that you've had for like decades is really challenging for a lot of people so just being open-minded and being able to analyze your own feelings is really important too um the fifth component they have is attitudes 
which facilitate recognition and appropriate help seeking. So again, this kind of goes in with the beliefs. Um, so how you kind of um, feel and kind of treat mental health and ha- and seeking out help with mental illness. Um, if you have those positive attitudes, if you say, oh, I can do this, I have people to support me, um, the help um, resources that I've been researching have been shown to help a lot of people. If you're being positive about it and your attitude, then you're going to be able to recognize, okay, I need help. You're going to be able to recognize that better. And you're going to be able to go and seek help better. You're going to be able to take action sooner. And it's going to allow you to get better um, maybe quicker. I'm not going to necessarily say quicker, but it will allow you to get better. Um, Whereas if you're very negative about it, right, and you just think, like, I don't need help, um, you're really going to struggle recognizing when you're struggling And when you need help, because you're going to constantly have this mentality that you don't need help, that you can do everything on your own. Um, And so just, again, shifting your attitude, shifting your beliefs around mental health so that you can better yourself. And I think it's really important also for other people. It may not be you going through a mental health struggle or mental illness. It might be other people in your life. And if you're constantly thinking like, oh, I can do things on my own, you often have that same mentality for other people. And so when people are struggling with their mental health and maybe they come to you about it, you're going to be like, oh, you've got this. You can figure it out instead of being like, oh, I'm here for you. How can I help you? What can I do to help you find the help that you need? And that can actually be really detrimental to another person who is struggling with their mental health because they've come to you in hopes that you will support them and guide them and help them in those ways and in return what they get is just someone who's like you've got to figure it out on your own you you just be happy you can be happy and that's all it takes (laughs) and this person's like but you don't understand I've, I've been trying to do that and it's not working so again shifting your attitude not just for yourself but for other people as well because I think you know I think a lot of people try really hard not to place their beliefs and their values and everything onto other people because everyone everyone is their own person and they have their own beliefs, they have their own values and stuff like that. Um, But you don't know it from their personal point of view, so it's really hard as a human because all you know is your own personal point of view, right? And so a lot of times we try to put that onto other people. Um, and just kind of taking a step back from that and asking that person their point of view, having them give you more information about how are you feeling, how has it been affecting their life, um, and stuff like that, um, I think also will be very, very helpful. And then the last component they listed is your knowledge on how to seek mental health information. So this is kind of about how you educate yourself, um, just in general around mental health um because again mental health goes beyond just mental illness mental health can either be good or bad just like your own physical health it can be in a healthy place it can be in an unhealthy place um or it can even be kind of right in that middle stage where it's not unhealthy necessarily but it's also not healthy um 
So, you know, seeking out information, how can you find that information? Where can you find it? Who can you talk to to get more information? Stuff like that. Um, and then actually seeking out that information and building your knowledge on mental health. Um, I think personally that it would be wonderful if there was a mental health literacy um, like class or something taught throughout school because it is something I think that should start young. The sooner you start learning about mental health, the sooner you can start taking care of your mental health and taking care of other people's mental health. Um, and just being able to recognize those early warning signs and the risk factors that people might be in <clears throat> so you can, you know, better take care of yourself and other people. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that should be taught in all levels of school. I think it should be taught at work. Um, it's always something that I think is a, like a growing topic and you're, I feel like you're never going to actually know everything because um, since mental health involves your brain, um, it's always going to be changing. It's always going to be growing because we don't know everything about how our brain functions. So I think that it's something that should always be taught and something you should always be seeking out. Um, and then, you know, on the reverse side, also always having conversations about it. I think it's really important to, once you do educate yourself and you do understand that, like, how mental health works and um, how you can recognize it, how you can manage it, um, and how you can even prevent it, right? To not keep all that information to yourself, to share it with people, to have conversations, to kind of start probing at people and kind of making them question like oh what's my mental health literacy like do I need to learn more and the answer should always be yes <laughs> but like kind of pushing them to maybe start thinking about educating themselves on mental health um so it's it's always it's a uh, something we're always working on um and I think just being able to have more open conversations about it is going to really help change that stigma so that we do have the more positive beliefs and attitudes around mental health um, is, you know, it, I think that's such a positive thing because the sooner we can change the stigma around mental health, the sooner people are going to start being trained on how to recognize um, how to manage and treat uh, their mental illness and then also how you can prevent mental illness for yourself or for others if, in the future, right? Um, so the sooner I feel like that we remove the stigma around mental health, I feel like the sooner we can increase mental health literacy for everyone. Um, and the sooner we increase mental health literacy, the sooner we can start decreasing the occurrences of mental illness and hopefully making society a healthier place, both mentally and physically, because those two play a very big role together. Your mental health impacts your physical health and your physical health impacts your mental health. They're very much intertwined. So 
I think, you know, we just got to work together to educate ourselves and other people and grow the mental health literacy of the world. Um, So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new, please go share it with a friend. And as always, have a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast.